Hello, and welcome to another episode of General Nerd Sense, the podcast from Shieldwall Productions, where we talk about anything and everything. Ooh, generally nerdy, hence the name. And on this episode, we have myself, John. And Jacob. And Jacob, it is once again time to practice, practice medicine. medicine. And it is, uh, well, for those of you who have come to perhaps confusingly fall in love with the doctor, well, we've got some bad news. Yeah, but... It came to an end in a way that I'm rather pleased with. So, long story short, the DM finally decided that, as he told us after, he wanted to do, you know, another session, bring in some more people, and also stop making homebrew rules. <laughs> I gotta give him credit. The first, the first, you know step to recovery is to uh admit there's a problem yeah mm -hmm. and and he kind of realized that because uh he started classes again and didn't have as much ample free time and then realized holy fuck i don't have all this time to write rules for a completely homebrewed system yeah and then he, when he also realized that most of his rules just ended up being rehashes remashes of you know D, &D that he was mm -hmm. like i'm just gonna Maybe do... i just want to play D, &D. <laughs> yeah but anyway anyway so it's... The Twilight of the Doctor. So, starting off, we're we're coming back from from the old city we were in mm -hmm. to the original city you started in. Yeah, and for a little bit of a recap, Manolo had gone into his own personal carriage, and we'd been the assigned the guards on yes. a, on the same carriage. Yes, and uh, well, on the way back. There, it wasn't too eventful because we more or less fast traveled. Yeah. Because the DM wanted to get things done quickly. Right. So, on the way back, there was a couple nights we kept watch, you know, making sure nobody ambushes. And one of the nights, uh, close to the campfires, the doctor hands the medical student, who I will refer to from this point as Kay, uh, hands her some designs. Schematics? Schematics for <coughs> Harbinger Mark One. Oh, no. I don't know if I gave the description of the Harbinger Mark Ones. I believe you might have, but go I, on. I believe I did. But recap for him. Uh, recap. It's uh, more or less uh, a servitor-looking monstrosity that is half metal, half clock, well, half corpse, half clockwork. And as it moves, it pumps bellows in its chest, which pump a uh, horn. It's a necromantic flesh automaton. Yeah, that are they're they're called the harbingers because they, you know, they call to the sounds of death and war. Yeah, and medical student K was pretty intrigued by this design, mm -hmm. and uh, she said she'll sleep on it and think about it. So next morning, because doctor always gets up early, him and K go over the finer details. Mm -hmm. So, continuing on with fast travel, we're probably within a good day's walk when uh, the caravan lets us out and gives us our pay, mm -hmm. as well as uh, you can kind of just see the city off in the distance. Right. And then the DM... What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. So, the DM said, you know, you can see clouds over the city or what looks like cloud. And wait, he just said you could see clouds in the city, and I was like, what? what kind of clouds and i was seeing like dust clouds and something running towards us mm -hmm. 
and he was trying to describe it but couldn't use words because like he didn't want to give us too good of a description Mm -hmm. so i pull out my little magnifying doctor lens thing to make him give you a good description and and the way i described i did it is i did it like the spy kids where Mm -hmm. it was like yep and uh the doctor saw it was smoke coming from the city so doctor calmly informs the group there's smoke coming from the city and then like I, it was, I was thinking for a second, I was like, smoke. And then the doctor says, fuck, my laboratory's in that city. <laughs> and then and then I was the only one on a horse because I was the only one who got a horse for the journey. Right. So I take off riding, like, full mm-hmm. gallop. And the party's just like, oh, shit, wait. It, wait, it, he, wait it, he's not going to wait up for us? <laughs> oh, my God, he just ran in. Because <laughs> that's... I, like and that I think that's the only time the doctor swore the entire campaign to his life's works in that city. He needs to save it. Exactly. This is a fire that he didn't start, so he doesn't know that it's safely con- contained away from his work. Exactly. And I was just like, oh shit! I need to get back and make sure my stuff's there. Is the, is the DM trying to stop my monstrosities from being created? He's like, oh no, you don't. Because that was the point when I uh, I gave him the. Uh, the description of what I was trying to make. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Oh no, I want to make this. He's like, I don't want to give you time to make this. <laughs> so I take off galloping full speed with medical student on the secondary saddle. Mm. And the party is just like, well, I guess we'll just continue walking. <laughs> so as, as they're walking, they see some knights coming from the city. The first thing they ask is, did you see a man in a bird mask? with a black coat on a black horse riding towards the city, and they're like, no, but I wouldn't go into that city. And then they actually get what's going on, which is, yeah, the revolution started, like, a week after you left. But- You've been gone for, like, a month. Yeah. So the party's like, oh, shit. And the knights are more or less like, we decided that we aren't paid enough to deal with this, so we're just going to camp out here for a couple days. Whoever wins, wins, and then we swear allegiances to whoever wins. Right. Smart city guards. Swear allegiance to the highest bidder. Well, I have a city. That makes you the highest bidder. <laughs> uh, because who's ever left is going to pay pension to clean up. Yep. So, the doctor makes it back in about a couple hours at mm-hmm. full speed. The party is still about a day's off. The doctor gets to it, and there's a whole bunch of refugees and stuff leaving the city. And he gets up to the gates, and there's, you know, the religious people who control, like, the gates of the city. Mm -hmm. Who are letting only, you know, the good people they want in and out. Mm -hmm. But there's a full-on revolution inside the city. So the doctor goes up and hands over his medical license, which is under the king, who I now find out is been assassinated. Oh, good. But the doctor being a doctor, and there being a reason to have doctors in the city, is allowed in and just told to get a new medical license once this is all over. Mm-hmm. The doctor agrees, goes in. As soon as he, like, crosses the border to, like, where his lab is, he realizes that uh, church isn't, you know, in, in control of this area anymore. So he uh, folds that up and puts it somewhere where it won't be found. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he crosses lines, he uh, a group comes over to him, a group of dwarves, and they're like, 
who are you? And he's like, I'm a doctor for the uh, Rebel Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> who needs medical attention? Uh, so. What ails thee? <laughs> so, they, I roll well enough that they believe me, but I still get, you know, taken back to the base to, you know, be kind of interviewed to make sure I'm not I mean, a spy. Yeah. And then the group has time to catch up. And uh, they get in, everything's sorted out with the doctor, and then we, we're given our first uh, first mission of the revolution, and the DM's like, you have a couple hours of downtime before you need to get to work, uh, like before you get your first mission, mm-hmm. sorry, and then the doctor's like, well, I'm going to go to my laboratory, and the DM's like, you're in a war zone, and the doctor's like, I'm going to go. So to my laboratory. And he's like, well, the guards won't let you out the front door. And I'm like, there are windows in this <laughs> building, correct? The doctor at this point is just, uh, like, the DM at this point is just like, well, you're going to go one way or another, so I'm just going to let you out. <laughs> I'm let you use the door. So I head over. Laboratory's fine. Fire's, like, a couple blocks away. Mm-hmm. Doctor heads back. Rather calm now that, you know. His laboratory has not burned down. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the group gets their first mission. Their first mission is to link up with this uh, little encircled party of uh, the Rebel Alliance and, uh, you know, make communication and then get them out. So. So it's a rescue mission. Yeah. So the, oh, do- so the doctor tells them he has a great idea for... A diversion. Great. And he, pre- I proceed to give everyone a private message of what they need to get me. One person is tasked with something as simple as just grabbing a bunch of metal poles. Or metal rods. Mm-hmm. Another person is tasked with the mission of tarps, rope, and any swords or axes you find off dead soldiers. Oh, good. One is tasked with finding horns, another with tubing and bellows. God. And everyone sets off on their mission. I'm sure suitably confused. Yeah. There's like, what the... None of this seems medical related. So, I head back to my laboratory with Kay, and I start preparing my greatest work. Yes. And slowly but surely, people bring back items. Um, Apparently... Like, the horn was the hardest thing to find. I imagine so. But the the person trying to find it, like, couldn't even think of where it is. And I'm just like, hey, DM, could I have also put on that note, just look around for dead soldiers along the walls with horns? Because, mm-hmm. I mean... Signal horns. Signal horns. I mean, music shops, but those were probably burned down. Yeah. But signal horns would be the easiest way. Right. So... And after that, like, it was, I, I gave the hardest one to the rogue, because rogue. Right, you wanted it to get done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, stealing stuff and hiding from guards is probably the best way. Yeah, that's kind of up the rogue's alley. Yeah. So, slowly but surely, they bring back the items, and it takes, huh. It doesn't take too long to put it all together once they get back, because I roll an at 20. Right. The DM was like... Everything just kind of fell into place. It did. 
So I tell the rest of the group that it'll be ready in about 30 minutes. Go wait at this corner. Uh-huh. And that's when the doctor, 30 minutes later, comes back. It's the doctor, K, and three things walking that are not be. that that are covered with tarp and rope the doctor lines them up neatly towards the market square where there's a bit of a bit of a skirmish going on a bit of a kerfuffle yeah between you know the the rebels and the uh the main city and the doctor says behold and he goes one by one cutting the rope that's securing the tarps and then with absolute showmanship just whips back the tarps with a flourish with a flourish and that's when the dm made everyone take a willpower save a couple people failed and were sick sick or scarred the dwarf rolled a nat 20 and was just like i don't know what i was expecting but i i wasn't not expecting this it's like i don't know what i was expecting but this isn't this is also not a shock to me <laughs> yeah not sure what I was expecting, but 0% surprised. That's when I take the uh, the little uh, stuffing I put in the ends of each of the horns and pull them out and then give each of them a good swift shove towards the market to put them into motion. Mm -hmm. So what ended up being was, you know, the clockwork monstrosity of death with axes and swords instead of forearms. And just a flailing. And once the horns start, that's when the skirmish stops in the market. Mm -hmm. And then people look. And then people start running away. And then the people who can't see start to get run over. And there's a bit of a stampede out of the market square as my my Harbinger Mark 1s start slicing and dicing anything in their path. Mm -hmm. And that's when reinforcements are called to the market square by... The religion. <laughs> and the Rebel Alliance is just like, we're not dealing with this right now. You can have it. <laughs> so the rest of the party has a very easy job. Not to mention one of them rolled a nat 20 and did the basically Skyrim crouch walk mm -hmm. <laughs> over to... Right, if you're still inside, if you can just crouch walk past pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah. So he just rolled a nat 20 and got by everything. And then they all linked up. And uh, he got back out to, you know, let everyone know that they were able to link up and that once he gets back in, they're going to try to fight their way out. So that was the end of session one with monstrosities and the DM trying to decide what the fuck to do with this, what I'm going to do. And the DM had also said right at the end of that session, well, it probably won't take too much time to clean up you know the harbingers with all the city guards and stuff i'm like yeah but whatever they cut down i want to bring back i'm a good doctor i mm -hmm. want to practice medicine <laughs> and that's when the dm was like took a really long look out the nearest window he had to really think about because i gave him a third ending to this story mm -hmm. a third ending he but wasn't the original expecting. two were yeah. What were the original two? The original two were you fail and the city wins and stays how it was. It's just a tyranny anti-magic regime. And maybe even more anti-magic now. Right. The second ending was we win, the rebels take over, and the city becomes a nice place where... You know, all are welcome. All are welcome. But the third ending... The third ending is... Yeah, a... Uh, uh, you know, a revolution causes a lot of death, and uh, that's kind of a necromancer's wet dream. Yep. 
because he has so many souls swimming around the air that he can just shove into things that they were supposed to leave. Or that they had just recently vacated. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. You're not done yet, but you answer to me now. Yeah. Necromance so, if you want to. <laughs> and he was like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. So This is the appropriate response, by the way. So the next session was the final battle of the campaign. Mm-hmm. And that started off with the other group of people all linked up trying to fight their way back to the lines that hopefully they might survive. Right. And then off in the market square is the doctor. NK. NK. A lot of zombies. Three harbingers. And the remnants of the city guard that is trying to fight them. So, what do I do? All the zombies are spread out. Right. And they're just kind of wandering aimlessly. Yes. I still have a horse. Aha. Uh-huh. I start rounding them up like sheep, getting them in line. Yeah. The enemies are just kind of like huddled off next to one building where they've decided to hold their ground. Right. Channel through the doorways and the windows. Yeah. Where their numbers will count for nothing. So, and I start having Kay summon as many zombies as she can and start getting everything together. Well. Assemble the army! Turn one. I've rounded up a decent amount. Enemies have just kind of been giving a prayer that they shall vanquish evil and fight and have courage and stuff. Round two. More zombies. More zombies rounded up. I, at this point, I have two of the servitors and, like, 20 zombies uh-huh. formed into, like, ranking column sort of thing. And that's when I decide to shove the first wave forward. One of the city guards just decides, fuck this, and cowers because he was not expecting these fucking monstrosities to start making horn noises as they move. Right. And uh, the... The bishop, who's kind of the officer there leading the troops, decides to throw the holy hand grenade. Smart move. DM rolls one. Holy hand grenade explodes into fire all over the bishop, who is actively trying to put it out. Because he didn't count two, three. Yeah. (laughs) I actually made that joke at the time. I'm like... You count to four or five because you're only supposed to count to three. (laughs) Uh, So... My Python reference. <laughs> Jacob fucks up a word or there's my Python re- reference. I, I, listen, I bought, I pay $11 for the bell. I want to use it. <laughs> yep. But I've got to have rules. Otherwise, the bell's going to ring the whole time. And no one's going to listen to us anymore. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and it's just far enough away from the mic that it isn't horrible. Right. I tested it, sort of. <laughs> we used pseudo science. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So the Harbingers mar- wa- uh, march up along with the zombies. I roll for damage. On the first Harbinger. At 20. Again. Slices down the first person it comes across. In half, huh? Pretty much. And the zombies go up. They don't really do a whole lot, but they're great meat shields. That's that's their job. Yeah. And um, now, now the city guard are kind of fucked. So, that's when... As if they weren't already. Yeah. Round two, I get the second Harbinger moving forward, more zombies, and I get the third Harbinger queued up and ready to go. 
They try to fight back. Bishop's still putting himself out. <laughs> the problem with robes is that they're very flammable, Jacob. Yeah. Unless they're made of leather. Cloth robes, very flammable. Leather robes, eh. Yeah. But if you're a good bishop, you have nice, nice dry robes. Linens. Yeah. yeah. Linen is very flammable. Um, Harbingers continue to do damage. Slicing more people down. And that's when the DM's like, uh, <laughs> So he brings in more city guard. Yeah. And... At this point, a skirmish has become a small battle. I throw the third harbinger in and start readying up another device I have. Round three. Third harbinger gets in. Two harbingers still fucking shit up. Zombies still dying like zombies. Right. Um, whittling down the guards, there's a couple of, like, heavily armored tanks that mm. just I'm putting so much damage into. Mm -hmm. Just every turn, I'm throwing fuck tons of damage into them, whittling them down. Um, and the doctor gallops forward and throws, well, plague humors. Ah! Throws a jar of cholera water at him. Ah! You're the worst! <laughs> Some of them get blight. DM says, well, want the zombies? I'm like, now nah, I just have plague zombies. Mm -hmm. And uh, several people get start getting plague that was kept in a jar for too long. Mm. It's fermented. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. And uh, that's when the bishop recovers, throws another holy hand grenade, hits the doctor on horseback. Oh. The doctor rolls well enough on a dodge save to jump off the horse as the horse runs off on fire mm -hmm. and uh that's when the doctor runs over next turn to um, decay because more city guards have tried to start swarming the uh you know the market square and he drags her and pushes past a couple zombies and just because both of them are in doctor robes covered in lots of unpleasant bits, bits Zombies don't really notice them, but now I have meat shields all around me. Mm. So, at that point, the doctor tries to imbue the mon monstrosities I've created with, with more energy. That fails. And monstrosities, one of them is starting to take a bit of damage. The other two are just kind of cleaving through whatever they come across. Mm -hmm. Zombies of the front row are just kind of falling as as they fall, I raise up the dead soldiers that were just fighting their comrades. Every turn I'm asking, okay, I have killed at this point like twenty-five percent. What's their morale? Right. Because I'm forty K tabletop nerd. Right. When like it got to a point where they're like seventy-five percent of them were gone, and I'm like, listen, and these soldiers aren't gonna stay there. No, like at maybe 40% casualties, they'd start tapering off, and, like, some of them would start, you know, tapering off the baggage, like, uh-uh, no, I'm done, I'm gonna fall back, live to fight another day. Mm -hmm. You know, like, this is clearly not working, what we're doing here, I'm gonna go regroup with the rest of the arm, with the rest of the guard or the army, whatever. We'll come back at this another time. Yeah. So, next, next turn, Bishop throws another holy hand grenade, rolls a three, acts, when he's throwing it, he accidentally tosses it into the building behind him. I play the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> I, I was like, this is too good of an opportunity. Right. So, and then I grab Kay's hand because in every conjuring, if you have a, someone holding someone's hand, it, uh, that was my argument to the GM. 
Yeah, I mean, lock hand, two, caster, two casters lock hands doubles the power. Yeah. That, so, you know, doubles down on the conduit. And that's when I start taking Adeptus Mechanicus quotes, uh, well, litanies, and changing them replacing to... Replacing the words. Replacing uh, Omnissiah with Crow and Crow God. And I start praying. That's when I rolled another nat 20. And I'm not going to lie, this session, I rolled... I kept a tally. Seven nat 20s and four rolls that with modifiers went over 20. Mm. The DM was like... Oh, fucking God. So that's when two demonic worms break out of the ground. <sighs> one of them eats some of the guards behind us. Another one goes off and eats my horse that was on fire. It was already being cooked. So like, yeah. I'm sure it smelled delicious, maybe. I don't know. That's when things start getting fucky in the city. Yeah. Oh, that's when. And the other group, the other group's getting fucking annihilated because instead of them rolling nat 20s the dm's rolling a lot of nat 20s for the people attacking like, Damn it, i don't want to roll those here one of the characters had already been on death's door lucas mm. um manolo had lost a slave boy he died Pretty not early on not very not very nicely just yeah. kind of got slapped with a flail yeah that'll do it I think it was, like, a thurible, which is that, like, incense smoke thing. Mm -hmm. So, he got whacked hard enough and then fell into a river. Yeah, drowned. Oh, he did. Yeah. Manolo's being kicked like a tin can. <laughs> um, That's when one of the city guards they killed turned into a demon. Oh. Picked up and then just kind of, like, it burned away all the flesh and it was a demon. Good. And Lucas, who had just gotten risen up from Death's Door, decided that thing's the closest I'm going to punch it. And since he was the first one to attack it, it started attacking it, him it again. Him. It aggroed on him, yep. And uh, within a couple turns, he got ripped apart. <laughs> well, I can't fix that. That's when the DM's like, okay, so at this point, the market... Is not going well for me. I'm at least doing okay over here, but that's not where I wanted to do okay. Right, I'm winning the skirmish, but I'm losing the pitched fucking battle. So, that's when there's a, what feels like an earthquake, which is trebuchets from outside the city wall, which is the other ar army from the city we're trying to get helping. Right. So, the DM rolls in the market square, completely misses the doctor and Kay, and starts hitting close to where the, the other group is mm -hmm. and he's like uh, fuck so Manolo decides fuck this there are catapult shots leaning close to here I'm gonna go into that building mm. the party at this point because uh, two, of, two of the people just couldn't make it to the final session so their characters just fucked off mm -hmm. um, Lucas gets beheaded by the demon thing which I think eats him yeah, demons do that. And then fucks up the other, like, bishop captain and the guard over there. Those demony things. Um, catapult is, shot is, Manolo made a good perception check and he could see the catapult shot coming towards his building. Decides to jump out the window. Jumps out the window from, like, the third floor. Hmm. Shins go back. Breaks the leg. Yeah. Then there's more city guard behind him and in front of him. He starts running hobbling he broke a leg yeah he's hobbling quickly yep 
comes to a T-intersection where he was going to take it. More city guard coming down that way. Decides to have just a final stand. Finally. I think yeah. something noble and knightly. He doesn't last long, but... He's got a broken leg, so... Yeah, Probably broken leg. low on hit points. Yeah, all, really low. He, he, he dodged out of combat when he was at, like, three hit points out of, like, the 18 he had or something. Yeah. That's... Surprised the broken leg didn't kill him. Yeah. The... Now, back in the market square, the worms are now devouring because they're demonic fucking undead sewer worms. Yeah. Um, one of the monstrosities goes down. When I resurrected it, I was trying to get the DM to get Lucas's soul put into it. <laughs> but he was like, well, Lucas isn't completely dead yet. He hasn't breathed his, breathed, uh, breathed his last. I'm like, God damn it! How he's not breathed his last! Well, because oh, it was all happening in tandem. Yeah, it was all happening in tandem. Right. Because then, like, he got right. resurrected. Meanwhile, rewind to this is what was happening in the market at that yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So he hadn't died yet. So I was like, come on. I just want to put his soul <laughs> in one of my demon engines. Yes. Um. So I resurrected. And the DM, at least to my benefit, there's a lot of souls of warriors around the city. Yeah. So I just shove an, a bunch of souls into that fucking demon engine and bring it right the back, right the fuck back up because it got hit with a, like a fire grenade. Yep. So it got kind of cooked, but now it, I mean, it was already kind of a dried husk. So it was already rather immune to heat. Right. Like the outside burned a bit, but otherwise all the metal, all the bits that are functional are metal. Yeah. Or, you know, the bellows are, like, inside the chest cavity. Like, right. The, inside they, the bones. Yeah. You know, the functioning bits have a bit of padding. Mm -hmm. So I, I slam a bunch of souls in there because, again, to help Kay. Kay, like, had her own roll, but I rolled an at 20 again. I got that thing up and running, and the knight who had just killed it, who was low on hit points, was like, Oh, come on. <laughs> More or less. So I'm I'm whittling down their numbers even more. And as this combat is going on, like every turn, just more and more hits are landing. Uh a fire grenade hits rather close to the doctor and K, but at that point, the doctor has robes that the DM had forgotten he gave me plus two fire and frost resistance to. Right, because leather. Yeah, thick leather that is like oily and treated. Yep. And, uh, so I don't, I don't ignite. Um, it, You're not I do a, flammable. Yeah, I do. A, it does a little bit of damage to me. Yeah. We're bringing up more zombies because every time, like, the first rank dies, I bring up a new first rank. Yeah. And then there's a couple ranks behind them and then me and Kay. And then in the meantime, the guards behind us have been completely eaten by a worm. <laughs> like, first turn it comes in, it just consumes. Consumes. The other worm has directed its attention towards not the undead things, because those things don't look tasty, but the other things that are yep. next to them. Mm -hmm. Starts eating things. At this point, the DM decides, okay, I will give you the morale thing, all but, like, the, cu the like couple top knights and the bishop stay. Everyone else fucks off. This is reasonable. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Because at this point, like I said, it was down to, like, 25% were remaining. I'm like, okay, three-fourths have died. Both reinforcement waves that came died. The third reinforcement wave shot one volley of arrows and was like, no, fuck this. And okay, ran. That, no effect. Leaving. So, a couple people leave. The servitor, who had just been killed by one of the knights... Has gotten the fuck back up. Gotten the fuck back up and then cut that knight in half. 
Yeah, things are not going well in the new in what is now what started as a bit of a kerfuffle and is now just a pitched mm-hmm. battle. And on that, uh, the attack I just did against that like knight who had killed it, I rolled another nat twenty. So just to I make sure he was dead as shit. So like on, I I think one of them had a pickaxe on it, so it just picked right through the side of his helmet. Yep, and there's a little bit of the tip poking out the other side. Yeah, and that's when the DM at like this. Towards the end of combat, the other group is already fucked. Manolo had just been encircled and was soon to die. Um, the dwarf and Selma were the two to get away from them. Mm. And they were, I mean, one short and one sneaky, so. Right. They didn't have too much of a hard time. That's when the DM rolled a nat 20 on the catapult shot that was aimed, like, at the market square. Which I tried to argue. Why are you aiming for the market square of the city with the trebuchet? Right. At the same time, it's a nat 20. So I was like, alrighty. That's I'm getting them all night. I'll give you this one, I guess. I, uh, that's when the doctor asks the GM if he can do one thing, which is turn to the incoming catapult shot and do the praise the sun. Mm-hmm. Just accept it and embrace it. Yep. So he and Kay get wiped out as well as, like, those monstrosities. Now... What had happened was the DM had talked to me about a week ago before this campaign, right after the other, like, once the monstrosities had been created, the mm. Mar- Harbinger Mark 1s. And right, he's just like, oh. He's like, a day or so after that, he's like, how would you feel about dying in a somewhat epic way to end this? I'm like, sold. Sold. So, as soon as I die... From the catapult. Out from like the crater of the hole. Inky black shadow forms up. Oh good. Giant crow. Ah. That was the last sacrifice it needed. For for the lord of crows to get summoned. Nice. At this point. The uh. Yeah sure the city's encircled by another army. But the, you know, the DM was kind of going into, like, epilogue mode. Right. So, even if the, like, enemies had won, they would have been crushed by the army. Right. If the good guys had won, they would have raised up and, you know, made a government. But it was going to become, like, uh, basically a satellite state of the kingdom we helped. Because the kingdom we helped just decided, you know what, fuck it, we're going to take all their trade and shit. Mm-hmm. And use it's like right on the border province, so we're gonna take this and use it as a de jure claim for the kingdom. Yeah. What the doctor had ended up doing is an outcome that no one had expected, which is demons, and summoned like a dark demon of like horror and shit, horror right. and dread. Yeah. That would now, if if it wasn't stopped, lead to the end of the world. Nice. Yep. Real nice. And the thing was, since we're not going back to that world, which I think, hey, that would be a good way to segment in our next campaign. Right, now we gotta stop the Lord of the Crows. But uh, the DM, like, wants to rewrite all the lore and stuff, so he's like, I can't do that and keep the, like, Lord of Crows as well. Right. But the Doctor unknowingly summoned in a thousand years of darkness. Nailed it. It's such a 
such a you thing to do. It was. Yeah. Good job, Jacob. It was fun. I, like I was said that, because right when the doctor died, before like all the inky blackness comes out, I was like, can I, DM, can I play death in a game of chess? He's like, no. And the party's like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And he's like, no, this is why. And he like, and he raises it up and he's like, your soul doesn't belong to death. Right. I was like, oh, okay, I'm fine with that. I'm like, oh, oh, that's what, oh, never mind. I'm good. I'm cool. <laughs> so, and then I was like, can I play Crow in a game of chess? <laughs> and he's like, no. So, no, you're dying and that's final. I can't have you walking around. You cause too much trouble. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's only going to be like maybe two weeks before the lo Lord of Crows. Because if it owns my soul, it can't just get rid of it. You can't just get rid of souls. So it now has to constantly have the doctor backseat driving it. Like, I wouldn't do that. I'd, I'd probably do this. Right. You know, like, are you sure you want to kill those peasants in this way? Like, that's just. Don't you just want to savagely beat them instead? So you need minions. Not <laughs> the DM was like, God damn it, you're right. But uh, we're not talking about this. So I I'd like to think that two weeks after this event, the doctors just popped out as some demon, demon lord or something and told, go fuck off and not be around here. Yeah. The doctor puts on more robes and continues to practice medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but regardless, it was a it was a pretty good ending. So ends the, the saga of the doctor. That's when I also told the party, after we had finished, wait a minute, didn't the DM just do rocks fall, everyone dies? Yes. <laughs> yes, he did, Jacob. <laughs> Which the DM had a good chuckle at as well. <laughs> I mean, they were kind of falling. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He actually ended a party and rocks fall, everyone dies. Congratulations, Jacob. You caused, a rock you caused rocks to fall and everyone to die. And I also caused a thousand years of darkness. I guess that's kind of the... Without playing an evil character who wasn't trying to. Right, you ushered in a thousand years of darkness on accident. Yeah. I I just thought I meant met the, uh, you know, the Lord of Crows, the, the crow god where all the crows come from. Right. Nope. I did, kind of. I guess. Anyway. Sort of. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we will reflect on this... And what you learned and what your GM learned in another episode. Because we could wrap that into this episode, but that would make for a very long episode. And Austin isn't here, and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Quite. But anyway, that's the doctor. Uh, we would love your feedback on what Jacob has done with this campaign. Sorry, not with. To. What Jacob has done to the campaign that he was just in with the doctor. Um... And if you've perhaps been inspired for future characters of your own, and to do that, to give us your feedback, head on over to our Facebook page, Shieldwall Productions at Facebook.com. Or head on over to our Twitter at the official SWP, whether or not you want to tell me if what you liked with my character, what I could have done different, or if you just want to shoot the shit and talk, I'm more than happy to do that as well. Indeed, and wherever you're listening to us too, be it iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever, do not forget to subscribe if you are not subscribed already. And until next time, dear Shield Bearers, medicine practiced.